Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back here at the Big Show, Ordway Buckley filling in for uh, Michael here today. Cedric Maxwell, our buddy, spent the time, I would think, down there in Charlotte, probably doing NASCAR talk over the last couple weeks, but I did notice him on television last night, had the fine suit out there talking some Celtic hoops, so we figured we'd uh, we'd check in with him. Max, how you doing? I'm doing fine, gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? Doing up, great. Max? Good, good, good. Saw your guy uh, Chief the other night. Looked great. Right. Things were good. Everything was terrific with him. Yeah, I'm, I am happy that he is, you know, in the fold right now. And like you said, he wants to get back in radio broadcasting and television. Can you help him, Glenn? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. I, I can replace you and then just throw him in there with your permission. God bless you. <laughs> See how that works out for you. <laughs> how about the Max and Robert show? <laughs> i tell you what, there are stories there. There are stories <laughs> between those two, man. Yeah, wow. That, that, not, that would be more for like satellite, satellite radio. Yeah, satellite radio. <laughs> yeah, that's not working, uh, working uh, here. All right, it looks like the uh, band's all coming back to, together here. KG looks like he's ready to come back. Uh, it's probably going to be a three-year deal, but you know how that works. He's probably going to be here for a couple. It matches up with the money. And uh, Doc is talking very confidently now, like Ray Allen is going to be here. Good move? Uh, I think very good move. Uh, you know, if you consider what happened over the la- uh, last year, uh, the team was very close to winning it. Maybe even winning it all. Uh, you're talking about some health problems that you had last year, and consider you, you played Miami without Avery Bradley. You did not have much of a bench, and you took them to seven games. And with the possibility of beating the now world champions, I mean, I think it's good. And now you have the infusion of Bradley coming back, maybe Jeff Green coming back. Uh, I think it's a good situation with your two rookies. What's the best case scenario for this team next season? Assuming Ray comes back, Garnett, the rookies that they mesh with the veterans, a healthy Bradley, a healthy Green, a healthy Bradley, what do you think? Best case scenario is winning the championship. You think they can get by Miami? If you're, if ultimately if you're saying that, yeah, I, I think they have enough uh, to beat Miami. I mean, if, if you look at it this year, you, you know, you did not think that, and then you play them, and you play them so well. The one team that Miami has, I still think that you know, you know, they have a little bit of fear about would be the Boston Celtics because they're an experienced team, bringing back the band, and you add some uh, youth, and I think that's going to be another. Wait, thing. Wait a minute, Max. You say there's some fear in Miami of the Celtics under that scenario? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> see, I don't see it because uh, a they've beaten them twice now in a row, and and b 
LeBron can never again be painted as that player who can't win the big game. He's a defending NBA champion now. I think that team is going to be even deadlier next year. Well, I think that if you look at it, teams that normally win the championship normally have a hiccup. And that is, that is, that's the case scenario almost in every sport. Uh, you know, the Boston Celtics during my era never repeated because we always had a hiccup. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing with Miami. They'll be hungry. They'll want to win. But a lot of things fell in their place in a really good way. They did not have to face Chicago. I think was a good would have been a tough foe for them. And I think that they played the Celtics, a team that was not as healthy that took them to seven games. So I, I, I still think the best-case scenario, if you're asking me, would be winning a championship. The only thing I would disagree with in that, what you, that picture you just painted is that I think Miami's hiccup, if it has one next year, will be in the NBA Finals, not in the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, I, you know what, and that's where, you know, that's where you and I can disagree on that. I think that if you look at Miami the way they were, and I remember the Celtics winning the championship, and then turned around a couple of years later or a year later and getting swept out. So I, I think sometimes you'll have envy, jealousy, uh, guys not playing well together. Uh, anything could possibly happen. And remember this, not only that, but you're talking about injuries. So one, one of their guys goes down, and, and they're toast. So I, I don't think that if, if the Celtics are healthy, I think that they can win a championship. Well, one of their guys went down. They still beat the Celtics. Bosh. Yeah. Well, Bosch went down, but at the same time, you did not have Bradley. Mm-hmm. If you want to say that, you did not have Jeff Green. You did not have a bitch. You got. I'm not sure you would have beat. I'm not sure they would have beaten the Celtics if Bosch stayed out for the entire series, Buck. It, it, Him it, coming I, back changed that series. Oh yeah, yeah it, it, it absolutely did. And on top of that, you well, let me have a little fun, with Max. Will you please have a little look, fun here? You look, just you found look, some flaws <laughs> in your argument. That's all, Buck. Just you, wanted to. You look, oh, yeah, no, no. You, you look at the bitch for both teams, and you would think that the Boston Celtics in the last game that they would have got more than two points from their bench. Yeah. And those two points came from Ryan Hollis. I mean, are you kidding me? So I think the Celtics do have a, a case where they're looking at it, and that's why I think Danny is looking at this. And I'll do it. This is like a bunch of young people or even, you know, the single people like myself. You look in the refrigerator at the end of the day <laughs> Here we go. and you see something in there that might be a little green and might be a little, little ugly and you look, put a little sugar to it or sometimes a little salt to it. You know, it's pretty damn good. This is what this old team is. They're pretty damn good, and now you have an infusion of some youth, and I think that's good. So you think when you get married, you're not going to see that green thing in the refrigerator anymore, Max? I'm hoping not. (laughs) I'm hoping that green thing is cleaned out by then. There'll be green cleaned out, and it'll be green elsewhere. (laughs) You have a missus. I'm thinking, Glenn, that you know that that should be taken care of it. I know the lovely Sarah. I know she keeps – there's nothing yeah. green in your refrigerator yeah. other than jello shots. Oh, it's because I'm too fat. I eat it all. So there's oh, nothing There's okay. nothing left over. There's nothing that goes beyond the expiration date. All right, when you look at – we're now in year six of a three-year program, which is hard to believe. Yeah. And, you, and looking at this Ray Allen coming back, the Celtics can offer him virtually more money than any other team out there, and yet the $6 million – really is important to them because it's one of their own players. I look at other guys out there, and I think we've got a lot of calls here today of, you know, what about O.J. Mayo? What about this guy? What about that guy? I'm looking at a Sheik with Chicago. Houston signs him to a three-year offer sheet at almost $25 bucks. It's $8 bucks a year for three years. When you look at the money that's out there, 
it really is. I, I think a, a big part of this is they can't get somebody better at that role for less money than Ray Allen right now. Oh, I, I totally agree. I think that it's almost a no-brainer to me if you're Ray. Because, one, you're very comfortable in this situation. His, he's very comfortable with Doc. He's played extremely well here. On top of that, he, we know Ray notorious for not spending money, loves the dollars. This team can give him more money than anybody else. And on top of that, look at the medical condition his child has and being very comfortable with the doctors here in New England and the kind of care he's getting. You know, there's a lot of things that come into play that I think Ray Allen all, all of a sudden is going to say, look, I, I'll, I'll take a mulligan here. I, I think I'm coming back with the Celtics. All right, let me ask you about Sullinger and Mello. The one thing that concerns me the most, well, a couple things. Sullinger, I think, is one of those players that understands, gets the game, but he's 6'9", doesn't play above the rim, not the most athletic runner out there. Mello, not a great runner and athlete. And yet I look back at last year. And one of the big complaints we had during a portion of the year was Rondo's running, nobody else is running with him. I thought that's why Wilcox was so promising for them because he could run the wing, fill the wing, and Rondo finished it off for him inside. Mm-hmm. Are you a little bit concerned with Rondo running this offense that you've got two guys that may not be athletic enough mm-hmm. to be able to run the floor? I, I would agree with you, and, and I look at, you know, Sullinger, and I don't know as much about him, but what I've seen, he is groundhog-like. So if I see somebody's a groundhog and he's not playing above the rim and athleticism, he doesn't have that, then I would be a little afraid. But here's the thing I like about it. We know that the Celtics will break you down and they will get you in shape. Playing with Kevin Garnett is going to be a new thing for Sullinger. I think he'll come in, he understands the game, he knows how to play the game, but does that translate? his big body into getting points and point production. Even Ron Hollins last year, you made a point. Ron Hollins was able to score with Rondo, you know, throwing him lobs up towards the basket. And Ron Hollins couldn't score. If he was in the gym all day by himself, I don't know if he could come up with five points. Uh, Well, it's a good point. Uh, The thing about Sullinger is a lot like Big Baby, don't you think? I mean – But not as athletic. No. No. That, that, that's the thing, not as athletic. See, that's the one thing that worries me, Max. When you look at the league and you see how athletic the league has gotten right. over the last three years, four years, it's changed an awful lot. It, it, it's the one thing that concerns me because I think if you put him in the game ten years ago, he's such a, a, a solid player, understands how to play the game. You got something. It worries me a little bit right now in this in the way the game's being played. Well, I think that you're correcting your assumption because he's a very smart player. He reminds me of a guy the Celtics had maybe about seven, eight years ago, Danny Fortson. Not a leap yeah. around the rim, yeah. very good rebounder, yeah. slow, prodding along, but can get things done. So you know, it's going to be interesting to see what he does with his body also. Glenn. Let's give him a little opportunity because here's the thing I would be worried about. I'm not sure if he's 6'9". Now, I'm looking at him and, and just, you know. Who, Sollinger? Yeah. I, yeah, not, I, I think I might be signing off with you on that one. You think he is? No, I don't think he is either. Yeah, that that's what I feel. I'm, I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking more like six, seven and a half. I, know, was, uh, I was at. Think they'll give you that, that inch and a half, and you'll be like, oh, my goodness, this guy. And then he gets there, and you go, 
No, that guy's not that tall. That, that's he doesn't what, look to be that tall. That's what we call media guide height because the PR guy had a couple of inches. But I was at the thing in Alston this morning, and he was at, and one of the thoughts in my head, Max, was, Geez, I don't know if he's 6'9", but, you know, yeah. whatever. See, I think that presents a problem. If you're not a great leaper, you get lost underneath, and you see a lot of guys get great position because they got the wide body, yet they can't do anything with it when they get down deep where the, uh, where the fat girls hang out. Because they can't get up above the rim. Where he is solid, though, Max, is as a face-up shooter away from the away from the rim. So maybe they kind of change what he does a little bit, you know? Well, that, I think that's going to have to come into play because he is not going to. And what I've seen of him in, at Ohio State when he played, he overpowered most people in, in, that he played against. He just went through them. In the NBA, he will not go through them. He will have to go around them. He will have to be a little bit quicker and a little bit smarter. So I think he'll have to understand that position of, you know, playing the game, and it's going to change in that way. All right, Max, hopefully we'll see you real soon. Have a good one. All right, go, go, go Red Sox. Go check, you, Max. Go, go check the refrigerator. <laughs> go NASCAR. Go ahead. Max goes down to uh, Charlotte and does talk shows down there. Okay, they put him on. He starts talking about NASCAR. You should hear some of this stuff. It's really funny. And he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I asked him one time, do you have any clue what you're talking about? He's not. Just throwing it out there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.